This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose! King Kong ain't got shit on me! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Say my name. And here we go. What is going on, everybody? Grab your snacks, ready up your popcorn. It's about to get realish. With your guy Chris, I'm here joined with uh, Derek, <laughs> Matthew. I threw the oop and they threw it down. How's it going, fellas? Sorry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, man? Doing great. I'm really excited, you guys. We got a lot to cover as far as new TV shows. A show that I personally have been super pumped to watch and experience as a fan after already experiencing the storyline a little bit in the video game which is obviously the last of us i tip my hand there a little bit uh but really excited to sort of start from the get see where we're at see how we're feeling about the show and and really really give our thoughts because i know derek at least is a, is a big fan of the game as i am um so so looking forward to, to breaking this down getting into the nitty-gritty for sure yes sir yes sir um, but uh, before we get into that, we want to remind you guys to follow us on all social media platforms at OTS Media Co. OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, hit the like button and the notification bell if you haven't done so already. Uh, you can also find uh, not just this show, but other shows on the OTS Network on our YouTube channel and anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, just so you all know, today we're testing out a new uh, format and flow uh, for the show. Uh, shout out to Josh Gresh uh, from uh, Gresh Unleash. Uh, he and I were uh, brainstorming the other day um, about different things with shows and, you know, his his uh, with his show and and uh, different things for OTS. And uh, he sent me over a format that, uh, you know, I think would be a little more direct. So uh, thank you, Josh. Uh, follow him, Josh Gresh, uh, Josh Gresham, ORG on all social media platforms. And if you're definitely a wrestling fan, you love his content for sure. But uh, yeah, so um, before we get into The Last of Us, uh, we have a lot of, a little bit of news to to get into. Um, not sure if you guys saw this or not, but uh, Kevin Feige finally admitted that there's way too many uh, MCU uh, shows, a uh, series on uh, Disney+. Plus. Uh, he said we want Marvel Studios and MCU projects to really stand out and stand above so people will see that as we get further into phase five and six, the pace which we're putting out the Disney Plus shows will change so they can get in, get a chance to shine. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Do you, do you like that format? Do you like the idea of lesser shows? Because, I mean, it seemed almost like within the last year, was it like a year, year and a half or so, they were spitting out new shows almost like every two months. And it was kind of you know, a little difficult to, to keep up with everything. And actually to me seemed like it, it kind of hurt the product a little bit. What do you guys think? Oh, thank God. Thank God. I was about to interrupt you the moment, <laughs> the moment you, you read that quote, I was literally about to interrupt you. Thank God. Thank God. It, it, it took them way too long to realize that you cannot release multiple movies and TV shows back to back and maintain a high level of quality. It is near impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. 
um, especially with uh, the unfortunate track record Marvel has been having with underpaying the visual effects artists, not giving them mm. enough time. Um, and I really think that now, moving forward, there's going to be a lot of emphasis in just focusing on post-production, making sure mm-hmm. that these projects, um, if necessary, undergo reshoots or if they are completed, so to speak, um, are able to have finalized shots, are able to just have to look appealing, you know, um, you know, or at the very least, just for them to take their time before actually uh, during the, the script writing process before, you know, a, a movie or TV show is, you know, it, it's filming, right? Um, so it, it's it's news, it, it's beauty to my ears. Um, yeah. And best of all is that from the looks of it, a lot of um, Disney Plus shows that were planned on releasing this year, uh, including Echo, Ironheart, um, what if possibly those are looking to be pushed until 2024 and so as of now the only planned 2023 projects uh would be the new x-men animated series uh loki season two um as well as why am i blanking on the other secret invasion secret invasion that's right yeah um oh so the x-men animated is coming this year yes i mean don't don't quote me on that. They they plan on twenty twenty three, but it wouldn't surprise me if they they pushed it back a little bit. But um, yeah. put your pitchforks away. But what is Secret Invasion? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, it's ba- <laughs> you got some people mad yeah. just by asking that. I'm sure. No, you're all good, bro. It's basically um, it's it's a vast simplification, but it's like when a bunch of uh, defective scrolls, you know, the scrolls from uh, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So it's basically when a bunch of defective scrolls infiltrate Earth in the various oh, okay. like parts of society. So you're talking about the government, you're talking about international organizations, and it's basically scrolls looking to literally destroy Earth from the inside. Um that's cool. pretty much like the, the, the gist of it. Um it, it's a really cool concept. It's it's the series itself is meant to be this like espionage driller, um, in the same vein as Winter Soldier. So Obviously, for Winter Soldier fans, um, you know, I'm sure that's that's exciting, um, especially for me, you know. So, yeah, it's pretty much don't take invasion. So don't worry, I'm not gonna go outside your go outside your house and you know. Bring <laughs> I don't think I don't I I don't doubt you won't. I just, I'm pretty sure a lot of the people watching like how, how does this amateur not know? I, funny enough, I share a lot of your sentiments about the way you feel about this, but I am reserving my excitement until I see that this is real. I think personally, um, I'm a big I'm a big MMA fan, right? And this this sort of reminds me of the the trend the UFC is on, right? Where it's kind of crazy, right? I don't think there's any sports league that's around year round, right? And does like mm-hmm. 40, 48 events a year. Like that, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking events. Like it's, it's rare you get a bye week. And when you're running a schedule like that, and trust me, I'm, I'm going to wrap it back together, I promise. But when you're running a schedule okay. like that, um, not only is it hard to maintain quality, but it's almost like it gets to a point where quality isn't even um the main focus the main focus is sort of making sure the trains arrive to the station on time and i think that's the idea right to try to get away from that um but as long as there's money to be made i I feel like it's hard to force um these organizations to make that change so i'm interested i'm glad that they're realizing that this is an issue right but Mm -hmm. at the same time um 
you still name three projects that are all coming <laughs> that are that are, are are ready to be uh, probably in various stages of post-production already pretty much done shooting i would imagine um so i don't know I, i'm interested to see in in practice how this really ends up being and whether or not we mm -hmm. feel the change and, and the quality control is there uh but it should be promising something to look forward to but i'm i'm not as optimistic just yet yeah i i think the only one that i was really looking forward to uh this year um was ironheart outside of secret invasion was ironheart so honestly i would prefer that they take the time with it i don't i cuz we're going into a a phase where we're we're you know we're expecting to see Blade, right? Like they've already had to go back and <laughs> redo, <laughs> redo the entire movie. Stuff with that, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't want the the films to suffer because they want to spit out these shows every every like month or two. Like I I don't I don't want to see that. And I think the only reason why the UFC is is really is actually got kind of doing well with that schedule. They don't have writers. <laughs> <laughs> They just have to worry about matchups and 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 promotions and and go from there. Like you have all these writers that you have to worry about, and um and like you said, John, uh, uh, Matt, the uh, animation. So if you're working with animators, like, and they're not even doing their, they're not even able to do their job, to you know the the right way a lot of these times, at least in this last phase, um because they felt like they were rushed a lot you know so i would rather see everything done with quality take their time and do it the right way so we can get a great product because i don't want i don't want the mcu to turn into uh into dc that's what i i want to avoid that let's just let's do yeah. it the right way and, and 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 get it done properly yeah i, I think um look i'm the ultimate pessimist when it comes to marvel i think i have probably been the most critical here when it comes to this franchise for for what uh, over <laughs> nearly two years now yeah uh the, the, and counting probably but um i think i don't know in hindsight like it, it's gonna reach a point where they're not gonna mm, well you never know because even the avengers movies can get pushed back uh, a lot of these mm. dates are just sort of are, are really just placeholders you know i think studios like marvel yeah. have the flexibility to to release whenever i mean an avengers movie can yeah. come out in february it's going to make a billion dollars at the box office um logistically it doesn't make any sense because obviously you, you it's, it's a it's a popcorn thriller so it's, it's a good summertime movie sort of yeah. thing um so i don't i don't i at the end of the day like well i think delays will help the post-production process but it won't really help the the script writing process as you might think because i think you know well going like going into because i think a lot of these productions like like chris said are pretty much already done anyway but going into deadpool going into fantastic four going into getting x-men you know like get that right <laughs> oh Let's yeah get that right yeah like, i i'm pretty sure we're going to see a little bit of uh some ramifications of this rushed schedule in a couple of these projects coming up. I'm pretty yeah. sure we'll see a little bit of that hangover. But 
at least him coming out and admitting that there's been way too much, you know, at least they know and they're listening. Like, they're doing what they need to do. Because I, I, I'm telling you, like, the, the introduction of Anthony Mackie as, as uh, Captain America, um, it felt lackluster to me, man. Like, that whole the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series was horrible. That was horrible. That thing could have been significantly better than what it was, you know. So with uh, because I think he's coming out with a movie, Captain America movie. Uh, yep. Uh, New World Order. Point. Yeah. So I I would I would like to see it done the right way. And I think he actually just came out uh discussing whether the future of his Captain America leading the Avengers, you know, and how that could look, or if that if that's possible. Um, I would assume it makes you know like this is just going to make everything better because we're. I, I would assume also we're going to get Miles Morales at some point. You know, we got another Spider-Man movie coming out. Um, nip it in the bud. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think you're sort of alluding to a bigger issue, right? Is is at some mm-hmm. point they're going to have to revert back to their old ways again because they want to you establish so? all these. They're going to have to. I mean, so let's let's uh, let's assume that there are only two series coming out this year, so being Loki and Secret Invasion, right? Notice how I said there are three projects alone that are getting pushed back until 2024. So let's assume Echo, What If, and Ironheart are all coming out in 2024. That doesn't even include Agatha, uh, the new Agatha series. That doesn't include Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is up in the air right now because obviously the whole Sony and and Disney partnership is kind of iffy at times. Um, And and I'm sure I'm blanking on you know, a few other rumored projects, right, that that could be coming out. Now, special presentations are now a thing where it's just going to be a, a 45 to 50 minute long yeah. introductory to characters, which I think they're better off doing instead of full-fledged series. One, it costs less mm-hmm. money, and two, you get all the stuff you need to. This this is who the character is, this is how he connects to a future project, and there you go. Um, so that'd be the direction I think they should take moving forward. Um, you know, so... I don't know, but out of all the projects that are that are coming out outside of uh, like Secret Invasion and, and things like that, are there are there any you're a bit skeptical about? Like any anyone's that you think is like I don't know if it's it's gonna be good or just sort of just wait until the the moment comes and we react. Uh, Loki two, I mean Loki season two. Um, only because to be honest. The first season was, eh. Say it, say it. It was mid. It was, it was beyond mid, man. Like I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it until like the last two episodes, I think. <laughs> you know, and that's when we got to see the introduction of the Conqueror Kang. You know, um, I, 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 like Loki falling in love with himself. It's just kind of like weird, bro. Like. I don't know like i don't know i just i the show wasn't that great so i i have no expectations for season two um i mean it should be it should be better than season one so i'm I'm hoping but i don't know because they're still they were still toying around with the idea of the multiverse at that point like that was when we first started kind of like getting into that aspect of it so maybe it gets better now who knows what about you chris a really good point i i feel like 
in general, and this is going to be my hot take, so you're probably going to be offended. Someone's going to be offended, not you guys, but somebody. Um, I feel like since, and this is this is half on me, I will admit, but since um, the Avengers 2, I feel like I sort of took kind of a step back, and it wasn't because of anything that Avengers 2 did necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, I, I just felt a lot of things were sort of... R- rushed so to speak and i hope that i hope that doesn't cause too much of a stir but i i felt that way then so i kind of took a step back and i haven't really been sort of seeking these this this news out about knowing these things so uh, off rip mm-hmm. I, I already explained a little bit how i felt about loki i i didn't enjoy it at all i didn't finish it because i, I wasn't having a good time watching it um so yeah. i i have a hard time with um sort of keeping because for a long time i felt like a lot a big appeal of the the series of movies right was like mm-hmm. everything is sort of you have a, a order of operations right and you're watching these things as they come out and you follow etc cetera, etc cetera. i feel like it's hard i've gotten that immersion taken away from me so i feel like in general i'm kind of um not down on the on this on any series in general but I, i'm not looking forward to it in the way i used to so mm-hmm. i just think in general um a big part of what's lacking for me too and maybe this has to do with the the content machine right but i think a lot of the the hype for these things and maybe i'm just in the wrong circles once again but a lot of the hype and sort of promotion of these things aren't where they need to be to sort of get get them in front of fans because there's so many things going on right so many other things you have to promote at the same time um so me personally i've kind of been on this way for a while of, of not really being too excited about upcoming stuff um for example you guys were talking about ant-man and covering it i have i didn't even know it came out so i this is this is on me right i i admit this is on me um but in general one i i think we're past that point where like the content machine is far gone so hopefully this can help ease this problem for me but i've I've been on this side of the fence for a while now i don't really have much that i'm looking forward to yeah i mean I see the same way. I think like I don't know. I I haven't been like excited for a Marvel product since Endgame, to be honest with you. I mean, n- nothing really excites me. Um, I mean the the last obviously I you know I just watched Ant Man this past weekend, but the last project I watched before that was She Hulk, which I didn't finish. Um, because that show was was fucking terrible i'm sorry i i any opportunity for me to say it, like that show was literal fucking garbage that like it, it was it was so bad like no disrespect at, at all to the creator not saying i could do a better job but i probably could do a better job like literally like and real quick it hurts me you know so much because i want to enjoy this stuff like oh, i don't want to i don't want to not enjoy it so. yes a one thousand percent one thousand percent um yeah you know and it's like Cause I, I doubt I think that right there, like when I when I, I couldn't get it past episode four, I was like, mm. no, I'm not like that. That was my like cutoff. I said I'm not gonna sit around and, and watch something I'm not gonna enjoy. Like yeah, there's so many other better pieces of mo- like better movies, better pieces of television that I could be watching, or I could sit down and do my call my college work. <laughs> to be honest, like like and that's saying something. Cause if your show is not that good, and I want to be doing college work, that says something. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, 
don't know. I, I think with this track record of, of, of mediocrity or just straight bad, like, it makes me nervous. Um, but I do hope there are, like, bright spots here and there. The bright spot, I hope, is going to be Daredevil. Um, but I'm not going to watch it. I'm being, I'm being real with you. I because I'm always I'm always gonna compare it to the Netflix series because I know it's gonna it's 100 going to be worse. I, I I know for a fact it is. I I just know for a fact. I know it, it's dumb to say that because we haven't literally have we've literally gotten nothing in the way of promotion in 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 the form of a trailer in the form of an episode. But it's going to be desaturated. It's going to have worse writing. It's going to have worse choreography because they didn't rehire the sun choreographer from the original Netflix series for whatever reason. They didn't bring back the original showrunners from the original Netflix series. They didn't bring back the original writers from the original Netflix series. And all of that is just a giant red flag. And I'm, and I'm not going to bother entertaining it. I'm just good. You know what I mean? Have it exist in its own pocket Netflix series. You're going to be in my boat. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. You I know? did not know they didn't hire the stunt coordinator. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, so, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Wow. Well, like, there's I mean, a lot of people out there in video production. Let's make it. That's a that's a, a larger part of the world than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I agree with you. I think what what I find most baffling with these companies that are in a position to churn out stuff for the sake of making money, like if something is good and something is working, why would you stray from it? There's no reason why you should, especially when the end goal is going to be the same even if you shell out x amount of money to make it if they if it continues on that same track of hype it's only going to make that return even bigger so i don't i don't understand the mindset it's like pinching pennies for what you don't have a salary cap bro this isn't the fucking (laughs) uh lakers trying to figure out how to pick up some some vets like you you can make this work and the return will most likely be worth the investment so i I don't understand it yeah i like I just don't know. You have the writers there. That you have a showrunner. The showrunner season three literally went to Netflix and pitched a season four. Obviously, didn't get picked up because they were canceling it with Disney Plus coming on and everything. But it's like, why wouldn't you go up to them and say, "Hey, listen. You know, we're not gonna be like a, we're gonna we're gonna be influenced by what you did in the show, but it's not gonna be a direct continuation. So if you don't go in with the expectation, we love to ha- we love to bring you on board." But you need to do X, Y, and Z to fit within our universe. That's cool. You say that to the original writers. That's cool. But that's what makes me nervous is that people are saying it's supposed to be a continuation. Like that's a reboot. Ultimately, like nah. Charlie Cox said it's not going to be a continuation. It's a new series. Yeah, you you know what I mean. Uh, That's even you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, it's like of course it's going to be the same people character wise but he said it's a whole new series it is this yeah. is not season four i this mean is not part two the, the, and that makes no yeah. sense to me respectfully yeah i don't care yeah. if you have these faces of who these characters are yeah. like you're being inconsistent storytelling wise you're telling us one story with the same people and then expecting us to follow another with the mm-hmm. same people yeah, they're gonna like, this is, is the why. big issue of what i have yeah, that's that's my issue with not casting john krasinski as as uh uh mr fantastic because it makes no sense. Why would he be? Why make the, in the show? Film? Why, why get everyone why, hyped? Why? Yeah, why? literally. Why? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're going to bring Charles Xavier back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. they're going to be having. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but it is in the comics. Um, 
The fist is gonna use magic. So who? Fisk. Wilson Fisk. He's literally gonna use magic in the show. So that pretty much says all you need to know about where they're going. You know, it can it can work because I think the 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 storyline that <laughs> I know I probably give you a headache there, but <laughs> the storyline that they're adapting from is actually like really interesting. It's just again, and I think this is like this is pretty much what Chris was saying the entire time. When you have low expectations going into something, when you don't really feel excited about the overall direction that Marvel has taken. And they're still continuing in that direction with every individual series. Like, you know, your hype isn't there. Like, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, you you don't feel like, you know, like motivated to to commit to watching, you know, whatever they produce, you know. And it's like, I'm not saying it, it it can't be good, but like, I mean, look what they look at their track record thus far. You you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know. I mean. Sorry, like I said, this is a good opportunity for me to rant on, on Marvel a little bit. I love you, Marvel. I'm still gonna watch you, except for Daredevil. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had to had had done little tidbits there. Probably give you know Derek a, a little migraine so that he can recontemplates sort of his um. Wow. I don't know yeah. his Daredevil yeah, love. Did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. So real quick, um, rapid fire before we go into a commercial break, uh. Avatar 2 has officially surpassed $2.2 billion overtaking Titanic's spot. Uh, what are your thoughts real fast? Fucking incredible. I, ha- I had no idea that it was even on track to do that. That's insane. Um, yeah. I personally didn't like it as much as the first one. I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't think it is. I think a lot of people felt that way. Uh, but money-wise, it all makes sense once again. Um, I... I'm not a fan. Okay, I'll I'll leave it at this because you said rapid fire. I'm not a fan of the idea. If you're making a movie or a show, like I'm not a fan of rebooting the series for the sake of doing it if that wasn't the intention. And that definitely felt like this is this was the case. So commercial success, I'm not surprised by. Um, at the same time, I just hope that in another eight or nine years, if another one comes out, that uh, we we take a little a little time to figure out. Uh, what the big story is, right? Like, versus um, just sort of attacking on. Uh, but that's how I feel about that. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, it's uh, it's astonishing. I've had honestly, I firmly believe this wasn't even going to hit two billion, let alone a billion. Um, but Cameron is a box office wizard, you know, and um, yeah, I guess he really justified those. Those sequels, so we're going to be getting oh, yeah. three, four, and five in a near future. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think three is <laughs> to come out within the next year or two. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, because I think they they shot they shot them like back to back. So yeah, I, we should be getting that pretty soon. Um, I like I like I, I thought it it did feel like a soft a soft reboot because um the story somewhat felt like the first one. Like in terms of like the pace and like how they were going with different things and 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 how you know going to Pandora and all that stuff like it felt like it was the same structure of the first one to now do launch a a, a trilogy of sorts. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I I, I love uh, the visuals for it. I look forward to it coming out so I can watch it. You know, 
um, in uh, 4K because uh, I, I didn't see it in 4K in theater. So I would like to, to see that. But I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a, a good watch. Um, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm for sure. buying it. All right, but um, let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then uh, we're when we come back, we're going to get into 2023 HBO uh, series, The Last of Us. Uh, so stay tuned. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Dwayne from Pastor Ox and Life's a Botch Podcast. I'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement if you got a moment. Can we do that? Peep this. Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, the real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from it just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than Champ Number One Boxers. Champ Number One Boxers is a black owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specify in giving you the most top notch, high quality, premium, adjustable, and fittable, and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you. Not only is it something that you can wear, feel good in, feel confident in, and love, but it's also high quality, feels good, and on, most importantly, it is definitely fashionable, okay? Comes in a different, wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments. Something to make you look good, feel good, and swag real good in the process, all right? So, again, did I did I get to mention that this is also a black-owned brand? It's a black-owned brand, y'all, so if nothing else, definitely go support that 100%. So, what I want to do is I want to tell you, Head on over to OTS Media Co. on all social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you go over, you click the link in the bios, it'll take you straight to the Champ Number One Boxers website. You can check out all their styles, you can check out their bundle deals, you can check out why this brand exists, what it's all about, and trust me when I say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site. Champ Number One Boxers. Make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself, champ. All right? Champ number one boxers. Make sure you go cop those. All right? All right. Hey, what's going on, guys? We are back to talk about the HBO original Last of Us starring Bella Ramsey as Ellie and Pedro Pascal as Joel. Um, and it centers around the relationship of Joel and Ellie as they navigate through an apocalypse-ridden world. Um, and for those who are unaware, this was actually based off uh, of a video game. It is a video game adaptation. Um, and so naturally, when, when you have a, a very popular game, we have a very popular franchise, like The Last of Us being brought uh, to the big screen, or to the silver screen, if you will, um, it, people are obviously going to be very critical of it. Uh, be very critical of something they love but um as i'm sure each of us will will discuss momentarily here um it seems to be um the, the series that we expected it to be uh in a good way uh so yeah what are you guys' thoughts uh, have been i mean um i know Derek, you're a bit of a fan of the game i know for certain uh chris i know you've played uh, a bit yourself but um were you guys like um 
diehard diehard fans um and if so was that sort of a I don't know. Did, did that excite you when HBO was was confirmed to be coming out with a show, or was it a bit, you know, nerve wracking knowing that, um, you know, what they had in the game was was so special and 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 so memorable, you know? Hey, Chris. Yeah. So for me, I this is gonna sound weird, but I I played the first one, but for both, um, I never finished it because of this reason. So I know the story, but I never finished the game itself because I have issues with the combat system. That's a conversation to have on another day. Um, I I found it very hard to adapt to the combat system from playing other games. So Mm -hmm. that's my fault. Once again, this is me problem. But I watched entire playthroughs of people playing the game and sort of experienced the game. So um, I, I think I tried to watch the show without sort of tainting my experience right like to not focus entirely on the 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 video game experience um i think they've done a very good job of sort of keeping true to certain aspects right as far as like plot points especially with the first Mm -hmm. couple of episodes um but i think what i like about it is they're not using it as a crutch if that makes sense because i Mm -hmm. i think um they did a very good job just being focused on making a good show not a show for the people who played the game Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of stuff world building wise that they really emphasized on and and if you think about it the first even four episodes really you're you're not really moving far right like there's these things happening but 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 everything is sort of concise and compact but each episode you're sort of peeling off another layer of the onion to get in an idea of not just the threats, but the reality of the layered threats. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so really loving just those interactions and the way that the story is built. Um, there's something that I have a question for Derek, which um, I- I'll go on a diatribe with. So please give me your answer whenever you have a chance. But for me personally, I don't remember from the video game um, the like, living hive um sort of the way that the the entire like um virus i guess has has staked its claim like i don't remember that being such a prominent thing in the the video game so um the the way that it's been laid out i think is really cool as a fan of fun guy Oh, mm-hmm. it's a random thing to say, but I'm, about to say, I, I, I'm a I, yeah, bro. <laughs> l- listen to this fact. This, this is gonna blow your mind right here. The only living compound on this earth that can survive in space vacuum is funguses. So there, there's a big wow. conversation about whether or not fungi have come from another planet and are actually aliens. So this, this is something that oh, I have. I, I'm very snap. interested in in general, right? I think. The way fungi behaves and the things they do is super. Once again, another random fact for you guys: in um, Japan, they used a certain fungi. They they made a model of the city, and in order to basically um, motivate the fungi to get to these different hubs of the city, they placed like food in these different areas. And using that model and the way that the fungi grew out, they restructured their. public transportation system to make it more efficient based on the way that the fungi move throughout the model of the city. So think of how crazy that is wow. as far as um, just the, these organisms and how it, it, sort of remarkable they are. So I, I, I'm a big guy that's fascinated with that in general. 
So I love the way that they're focusing on that in the show and, and making it a, a different sort of focal point. So correct me if I'm wrong about that, that theory, but I'm loving that. No, I mean, I think, I mean, you made me start thinking of something totally different with the show now, or with the series, honestly, because um, it it speaks to how smart Fungi actually is. And um, the ability for in the show for the the infected to uh, to travel the way they do in terms of uh, those hives um, to if someone steps on a vine over here, like it will awaken a hive a mile away and they know exactly your pinpoint location like those what you just said actually makes that aspect of the of, of the story seems significantly better to me um because i never even thought about that like i didn't think that was a thing so like in the game um i don't think that that was that wasn't uh, uh something that they really expounded on so like in the game you're walking on these vines and nothing's happening right exactly. um it's just you making noise can attract so that actually makes the series uh that much bigger in my mind so i never that i appreciate you saying that um and real quick before you go into your your answer like that yeah. that scene where they were above on the highway and they're showing mm -hmm. all the different like infected and they're like moving in unison and things like like i don't mm -hmm. remember that being a part of the show but i i fucking love it like i really love the yeah. way they focused on that in the show and made it yeah. more so about like a realistic way of this zombie story happening right because as a fan yeah. that's that you're not interested in the in the video game. You just want to watch the show. I feel yeah. like people are tired of zombie shit, like in, in general. Oh, for sure. And no, this sure. is this is very refreshing. Like it's, yeah. I would imagine it's going to be hard to get those people to even sit down and watch it. But if they do, I'm sure they'll be like, like I was pleasantly surprised at the the sort of the way it's playing on the realities of the world. And mm -hmm. like for example, th this was not a part of the, sh the 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 video game at all, from what I remember. Uh, if you're here, I, I would assume you're ready for the spoilers. But the part where um, Tess was infected and then the hive ended up coming because that guy started getting absorbed into the mm -hmm. ground and mm -hmm. that one individual zombie or whatever you want to call it goes straight up to her and like mm -hmm. is trying to connect her versus trying to attack her. That is not anything I was familiar with from the show. I mean, from no. the video game. So, No, in the game uh she did die but it was wasn't like that yeah she gave herself up to fight off i think federal agents that were coming into the building so it was like something totally different like it wasn't even okay. that she just blew herself up and and the hive that came in there it was that she sacrificed herself uh to be a distraction for joel and and ellie so yeah i mean I, the way they're 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 subtly changing certain things certain aspects so like even in the in the game the biggest the way you're you're one of the ways outside of um being bitten uh by the infected was spores in the, in the air and i read that one of the reasons why they decided to not bring that aspect into the series is because they could be wearing face masks for a good portion of the show um and so that kind of that made sense to me. I mean, I, I would still like to see that spore aspect mm -hmm. come into play. Um, but I get it. 
you, you can't have them, you know, wear wear masks for a good chunk of time. Um, but outside of that, I don't mind the changes, to be honest. I think, and to your point, like the, the whole idea of um, zombie shows and, you know, the whole genre of, of, of that aspect of, of storytelling, the, two episodes in, Actually, I think the first episode, after I watched the first episode, I said that this is significantly better than The Walking Dead. And reason being is storytelling. So, like, The Walking Dead doesn't, like, it had storytelling to it in the first few seasons, but then it tapered off dramatically. Um, And I don't know what happened, but there was no real connection to characters anymore. And... For us playing the game, we know the type of connection that you have with these characters, and that is the biggest aspect of this of this story is being connected to these characters um, for ha- however little time you have with them. So, like Bill and Frank, for example, example. I know that episode. Did you, you say you saw four episodes, right? Yeah, I think yep. that was episode three. Yep. Um, I, I know a lot of people had issues with that because uh, in the game. Bill and Frank. Could, we could admit that. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's definitely a homophobic <laughs> thing. Yeah, um, but like in the game, Bill and Frank couldn't st- couldn't even stand each other. Like Frank got away from Bill and died in the process of trying to run away from the 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 city <laughs> that they that they had um there. So, um, Frank wasn't even like a big character in the game, right? Uh, so it's just Bill by himself. So I actually love the idea of changing it to where uh, uh, they're a couple and you see them uh, surviving together in this town where it's just them. It's just them. They have this town to, to themselves and they're secluded and how they age and how, you know, um, how you survive in something like that, being able to um create some sense of normalcy for yourself in that chaos. I loved it. I loved the story. I've seen every episode except this last episode. I've seen every episode twice already. All right? So like the that episode was was phenomenal. I mean, I I I love what they did with that. I love the fact that uh you know, uh Pedro Pascal is like he sounds like Joel to me. It's crazy. Yeah. He sounds just like him. And 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 uh Bella Ramsey, she embodies the the spirit of Ellie to the point where it's like, I want to play the first game again, man. Like I <laughs> I played the second one twice already uh in the last year. And and I want to play the first one again. Because like this story is just phenomenal. I I I you don't need to be a fan of the game to watch the series. Like you said, you don't. Mariah's watching it with me. She doesn't play video games. <laughs> but she's enjoying the series. You know, so it's, it's about storytelling. And I think that's the biggest aspect, again, with this genre that, you know, everyone like just likes to get to the, 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 um, the gore aspect of it. Or, um, you know running away from the zombies or whatever like you weren't even on this set they weren't even allowed to say the word zombie actually they had to call them the infected like that was it 
you know it's it's like it's it's very interesting i i like it i like it i love the ability of because i'm i'm not sure i believe that they hinted at this uh developing out of a flower uh, uh, uh fungi developing in flower or something like that out of cordyceps they said yeah which is yeah, a different kind I, of mushroom yeah yeah i think i think that's what they said in uh or hinted at in the video game but they really uh leaned into it with the series uh you can see even from the first episode of how like different people that were infected you know ingested some flour so the old lady she's being fed biscuits you know like like uh um sarah could have like she could have gotten infected joel could have gotten infected by the pancakes in the beginning of the episode and you know avoiding from taking those cookies from uh that neighbor um before going home you know to to, to her dad like there's there's different ways they kind of show that this is what took place and then they confirmed it in i think episode two or three i love it i love it i, I don't think that there um i don't think there's one episode that i've actually been critical of and to, to be honest it's a it's a perfect pace um perfect uh storytelling um and again like we discussed this before but it's that ability to uh you know that model of weekly releases instead of binge watching you know i think that plays a part into this too like this is it's successful this is beautiful they've already confirmed season two so let's get it that was gonna be fire <laughs> that's gonna be fire I'm sorry, Matt. What what were your thoughts, man? I'm kind of rambling on, but what were your thoughts? No, no, you're all good. You're you're all good. Um, yeah, I don't think the show's. I I can even keep your face. I was gonna say I don't think the show's Bro, good. Like going no. on whole, <laughs> <laughs> going on whole, I would have um, loved to get kicked off the episode. Full heel turn, bro. Full heel turn. Um, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of blown away in in a lot of respects. Um, I think Pedro and and Bella have have really embraced um the core of their characters. I think seeing uh, more vulnerability uh with Joel in the in the show, yeah, um, was it was a very interesting direction to take given uh his sternness and I don't know. I think a lot of the times he didn't really have this capacity to to show emotion, even though he he wanted to deep down, um. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's more of a point of emphasis on on establishing that Joel is a character who who yearns to love but is afraid of of of, of committing to that love uh, because of who he lost you know uh on the very first day of of, of the, the the global pandemic right um mm-hmm. you know and it's sort of hard you know, hard to put in the words um what the show has done so well but I think all the changes, whether it be um, building Frank's relationship, um, or even sort of rearranging sections of the game, whether it be uh, the hotel appearing in the second episode as opposed to uh, them waiting until uh, the car, um, them, you know, um, there are some changes I, I wish they wouldn't have made. I think. They remove the line from the game where right before Joel is about to um 
crash into the the raider in, in the middle of the road, he says, okay, he ain't even hurt. And again, and Joey doesn't say that. He just says, no, drives. Um, well, I, actually, I can't even go past four because Chris hasn't yeah. watched that episode yeah. yet. Um, yeah. There's a, a change in the recent episode they made where they removed this a small part of of a of a of an exchange between Joe and Ellie that could have really like honed in on that emotion. Um, and I think at times like pacing is is self subjective in terms of what you think is is obviously what you think is good or bad. I think watching the show unfold, there's a lot of times where I feel like they're going too quick. But I don't know if that's because the show is doing a... I don't think the show is doing a poor job of that. I think it's because when you're playing as a video game, like, time goes by faster because you're controlling the main character outside of, of cutscenes. You know, you're navigating the environment. You're collecting resources. You're using weapons. You're killing infected, killing raiders, things like that. And I think... Because you're always in control, you know, time goes by much faster. When you're watching a TV show and everything is sort of happening from um, technically a third person, third person perspective, obviously, um, you know, there are a lot of moments where I feel like, wow, that kind of like went by faster than I thought. But at the same time, they're really hitting all the necessary emotional beats to to make these characters memorable and obviously to to really um, elevate the material in, in a lot of respects. You know, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a real accomplishment. I don't, I don't have any like major, major complaints to say. I think they're doing a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's like I said, it's just kind of hard to like put my, uh, put my finger on it. I don't, it's just, you know, it's just... for me, what makes it so stellar is like, it's very clear that they went in with the idea of making a, a hit TV show versus recreating a video game. And they yeah. could have easily made a hit TV show by recreating the video game. Like the video game was a fucking hit. So um, that, that, that choice and the way that they've sort of been liberal in making these other decisions, storytelling wise, I love it. And I'm someone that generally hates sort of time jumps. Like I, I, I find it, it it does break my immersion when I'm watching a lot of shows as far as like, I, I was so interested in this moment in time and now mm -hmm. this is insignificant. Like the stakes of, of all of that is gone now because now we're in the future and it doesn't matter. Right. Cause we know that they survived cause they're yeah. there. Um, mm -hmm. So I generally am not a fan of that, but I've been a real big fan of the way that they've done it because it hasn't been forced a and B the change is tangible. Like, it's not like, okay, we're passing time for the sake of this happening. And now these people are still relatively the same as how they were. Every time there has been a big time jump like that, um, sort of the weight of the world changes these people. Like, it's not even just mm -hmm. like um, um, their environment and everything else, just they're, they're entirely different at that stage. And then capturing that with that episode, I personally, and I, once again, I'm four episodes in, so looking forward to watching five and six, but I I enjoyed episode three probably the most, and that was the one that was focused on Bill and Frank because yeah. the, the, let's think about the reality of what that story is, right? Like, the reality of the story device, as far as showing who they were, 
was to get to Joe going there. That's why they did it. But right, right. what that episode served as was so much greater than that. You got to see sort of the mentality of people in this situation with the right. beginning where he's just kicking ass and taking names, right? And then he finds mm-hmm. this guy in the ditch. They fall in love in this slow creep. That Even that initial 10-year time jump, I was like, oh, that kind of sucks because now like, I, there's no investment in them sort of living yeah. through that time, right? But yeah. it wasn't even about them living through the time necessarily. It was more so to show like their con- their specific situation in this apocalypse and the way that they have sort of changed because of it. And that's only a peek into their reality, right? Their reality, as far as the rest of the series, is insignificant. They're not going to probably be mentioned again. But yeah. having that peek into the lifestyle, right, and the progression of this disease, right, um, so dope. And just seeing, like, obviously it doesn't give you an idea of what every person is going through, but seeing this window into that gave such a unique perspective that I think many, many other shows, apocalyptic shows, can't can't sneeze on. So honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're hating on this episode, once again, we I mentioned it earlier, but there's no other reason besides you being homophobic. Because if this was a hetero couple and the exact same thing happened, um I would yeah, think it has right. the same impact. It doesn't it doesn't change at all. Like it, it shouldn't yeah. change anything at all. Um, the story is really about their situation, how rare of a situation it is. I'm sure everyone's begging to have their situation um, and how it affected them. Like that, that is so cool to me. So no hate for that. I love it. I love, I love the, the attention to detail they're making in building their own world. This isn't about making the video game. This is about getting people invested that haven't even heard of it. And I, and I think, the decisions that they've made really highlighted that. So uh, I'm really looking forward to checking out the newer episodes and continuing on watching it. Yeah, and I, I think I was definitely excited to, to see them explore Bill and Frank's relationship uh, more in depth, um, especially since, I mean, the only uh, suggestion uh, of them being more manually involved was um, Bill making a, a remark saying he was my partner um, after coming across his hit uh, Frank's corpse. Uh, in the game um outside of that we knew really nothing um the no frank left behind was uh, as Darius said before was filled with hatred and and bitterness i mean for for context like frank literally stole a battery uh bill was originally looking to get for himself in the event he needed to leave town you know um and so I think for them to sort of change that direction and really just focus on a couple or really just focus on on how the the this whole situation is affecting people differently. Um, I think it's great. Even the opening scene of the of yeah. the uh, of the series was phenomenal, very eerie. Yeah. Um, and obviously alluded to, to to something that a scientist in the sixties predicted, right? Um in the following episode, we so we transitioned to um I believe uh indonesia where we have saw a scientist who uh was picked up by government officials um and she you know one of the officers asked her uh, what would you recommend we do and she said bomb the city um because even she realized that you know the situation is so beyond beyond our control the cordyceps are evolving and we are better off just eliminating every facet of life uh if it means to preserve some form of civilization, you know, 
Um, and obviously for Bill and Frank, you know, I, I obviously it was emotionally devastating. Um, but quite honestly, um, you know, I was like, yeah, but I could definitely see uh, this being a tearjerker episode. Thank you, Neil Druckmann and uh, Craig Mason for deciding to, you know, uh, kill off these two characters. But they at least, you know, went out in their own way as opposed to, you know, they they died having love for each other, you know. Um, and obviously, episode four was, was more of just a, a way of progressing the plot along, um, really, like, uh, developing Ellie's and Ellie and Joel's relationship a bit more, um, and obviously at the end of the episode, you do see two characters who, um, you know, you'll learn more about uh, uh, Chris and the and the, and the preceding ones. They'll be in episode five. Um, there was something uh, I was going to mention, though. I just I'm trying to remember what I was going to ask. Um, but honestly, I can't. I can't remember. Maybe it'll, it'll I got I got me, one but... for you guys. Why Why yeah. you think about that? Um, as far as the world building, right, and keeping it close to the actual game, but also taking their own liberties with it. How do you feel about it? Obviously, a lot of this is CGI, so I, I hold off on on me giving my opinion. But uh, curious on what you guys think of the world itself. It's phenomenal, honestly. I think. Um, uh... Every aspect of this looks like it was carefully thought out. Um, from special effects to um, actual uh, uh, landscape or whatever, like it seems like everything has been thought out. That was actually my one of my um, concerns uh, when when they first announced the series because I was like, how do you? First off, that was of course during the pandemic, right? Like, how do you create this big world um, with all these limitations? But <laughs> they didn't have any issues. <laughs> they didn't have any issues. And I think that um, even if they did, you can't tell. Like, the, the product does not suffer. Like, I think that, um, again... Like when you're talking about pacing earlier, I, th I think that uh, the pacing aspect of it, while there are time jumps, um, at first I was kind of thrown with it, um, especially when you're talking about like, actually, I, I love, like you said, uh, Matt, the beginning, first episode when they're talking, the scientists are talking in the 60s. Um, I thought that was a great way to actually discuss it. And then go into the story. Um, but I don't think I was expecting the time jump in that. Uh, no, I wasn't expecting the time jump in the Bill and Frank episode. I was expecting, you know, just the time that we see Bill in the game. I was just thinking we were going to, you know, see Bill and, 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 and uh, Joel uh arguing or something and you know like that whole thing um um the time that in the game uh joel and uh ellie are with bill uh for a bit i i was thinking we were going to see that and i was i'm glad they went a whole different direction um my one of my favorite parts of that episode was actually the the strawberry patch um because you're mm -hmm. able to see 
two people like take a break from the chaos of their environment to just enjoy something simple as a strawberry you know and you think about how people are able to trade and 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 um you know get different things and the way honestly the way that bill had that whole town set up with the the fence and the the traps the traps are uh I love those those traps in the game, honestly. So it's like it was good to see that and to see how they uh, just laid everything out. I I love I love this. I love this. I think that they've done a great job with developing every aspect from the story to the to the set design because it looks like it feels like you're in the game just watching the cutscenes. To be honest, I agree. It, it it I don't see any issues at all. I was really shocked that they were able to pull off the large scale stuff and keeping it right. very consistent, looking realistic, and right. and not breaking that feeling, like you said. Um, because I, as people that are familiar and uh, familiar with the game, it's it's your point of reference. So I try very hard when I was watching to like not focus on that and just allow it to play mm-hmm. out and then see how I feel about it versus, Oh, this isn't this. So I'm, I'm not immersed yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. So just visually it's, it's fucking stunning. All, all the, yeah. the minor details from like uh, that episode where, where Tess died, I loved it because there was so many different parts where you see the way the, the infected are, are sort of, um, I was going to say are infected the way that they are affected by the yes. infection is different. And there's different ways in which yeah. it manifests itself and there's different ways. So for example, um, the way you even found out that there was um, an infection present in that sort of church area was seeing the, the vines come up and how quick it's sort of absorbing mm-hmm. those nutrients and, um, mm-hmm. That once again, that's not in the show at all. But being in—I mean, not in the video game. Sorry. Um, so being in the show, it just builds another layer of um, immersion and also threat. Like when they were in the building where they they ended up uh, fighting the first two clickers, and you get oh, to see museum. that that interaction. Yes, the museum. Yes. Um, yes. Seeing first of all, just stunning the way the entire thing is overtaken. Right. This is what you would expect from no matter what the shrubbery is, right? But mm-hmm. when you know how the mushrooms act, right? And you know what's at stake, um, especially with him explaining, like, oh, these are dry. Like, we should be fine, but there could be stuff in here, right? Like, that that was always alluded to, but that idea of sort of creating the parameters, the boundaries for the show to exist, I'm excited to see if that remains consistent. I personally thought, for example, the fight with the clicker, the, the two clickers were so, like, drawn out and dramatic that in a way that it kind of made me feel like you can't fight clickers often because if it gets remarkably easier than that um and obviously in in the tv the the video game you get the feeling of this but if it gets easier than that then that scene which took up so much time and and had you with bated breath that scene loses its power so there's there's a little bit of moments like that 
where I'm waiting well, to see if if they change things because once again yeah. I'm still on episode four, so I haven't seen another interaction with the clicker. But yeah, as they change things and as the show evolves, I just want to make sure that what they're doing remains consistent as far mm. as like um the different branches. If you end up touching this, then obviously the, the infection wants to spread. So everything gets flooded to that area. Like that could that theme, that idea that threat right because that's a whole nother threat than they infected themselves right that's mm -hmm. it being in the presence of the infection in general mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so I, i'm looking forward to make sure because I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it will remain consistent but to make sure that they're because they take so much time building these threats that they need to stay real so for example mm -hmm. with the raiders very real tangible threat we're in the middle of this uh where i'm at we're in the middle of this um city that literally it felt like it could have been all over right here in episode four mm -hmm. um so obviously these are interactions that happen in the game too but i'm just really excited to continue to watch and see whether or not those things remain consistent but what, what were you gonna say derek oh i was gonna say that the 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 dramatic aspect of the fight with the clip with the clickers um to me it felt it felt like my first interaction with the clickers right like i didn't know what to do so it was like you know when you're when you're first playing the game you you feel like ellie in that scene right so you you try to figure everything out um of course you 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 die right but um i the feeling i get with clickers like when I play the game, it doesn't matter how experienced you are with like interacting with them. Those things are hard to fight. Like, for sure. And I I thought they did a great job of showcasing that. Um, even though they're blind, they are fast as hell. And I actually love the the because I believe that the same um people that did the motion capture for the video game actually played in the show um as the clickers so you see the same movement you see the same like uh, uh twitches and you know all those little those little minor details you see those you see that in the show so i kind of felt like i felt it was actually like like very realistic to how an interaction with a clicker would be um especially when you when when you outnumber them but they're fast as hell <laughs> you know like it's it's still like a stressful moment and you're in a, a a old building that's literally falling apart as you walk through right so it's one of those things that i, I think that their environment was against them in that setting too so i think the environment might play a very big part into into how you interact with the clickers as well because i actually found that uh fighting them in the light felt a little better than fighting them in the dark because 100%. i could see where i was going right there were times where it's dark and it's just like yo <laughs> like you you get you get your bearings but when you go from that light to dark is it's it's jarring a little bit and especially if you play it in the dark like if you don't have any lights on and you're just playing the game oh my god phenomenal I, I I love that that scene with the, with the clickers. I thought I thought they did a phenomenal job. I think the the look the the um the presence was just everything. Just I agree. Everything. I I didn't. I wasn't disappointed. I want to make sure. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Hit that no, too. no. I was no, not disappointed yeah. at all. I was yeah. just like, 
just the stakes you're setting, even mm-hmm. with the the the, the world building decisions they made with those vines and things like that. Like mm-hmm. you're setting these stakes, so it has to be that important. It took a long yeah. time to set the stakes. So yeah. I agree with you. I think the feel is there, and I'm looking forward to seeing those next interactions because right now I'm in the thick of the the Raider story arc. Um, but a hundred percent, man. Like they. You're, you're walking a fine line when doing stuff like this because there's, there's people that love it and there's people who have no idea. So just doing such a phenomenal job of staying true, but also taking a lot of risks for the sake of making a story that's accessible. And right, uh, right, right now, everything's hitting on all cylinders for sure. Yeah, yeah. Matt? Yeah, for sure. I, I think this might be a hot take. I think ironically enough, the world building is probably the weakest part of the show, and and here's why, and 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 here's why, in the game. With you controlling Joel, you have a chance to explore environments. You're collecting notes. You're seeing insights from children, from from parents, from federal officers who are overseeing these quarantine zones, and I think because it's a TV show, and unfortunately this. It, it, they can't draw draw episodes to be an hour and 20 to two hours long. A lot of it has to be condensed down. And so we're not being able to get, to get as many insights into, into how people overall have responded to this. I mean, obviously, we're, we're given um, suggestions of, of how Fedra operates, obviously. Um, when it comes to Kathleen, uh, well, as you see, the leader Kathleen, Chris, uh, as you know, I'm, so I'm I'm saying that because I have to be careful not to yeah, say anything past yeah, episode fine. four. Don't worry, you're um, fine. But obviously, you know, Chris, you, you know, you're obviously introduced to to the leader of of the Raider group, Kathleen, and everything, and um, she was obviously rebellious. So I think there are certain aspects that because they're 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 pressed for time, they can't go into as much stuff as they can, and it, it's sort of just there to be there. Uh, because that's ultimately the the background of the game. So I think that's uh, ironically the weakest aspect is because they're not able to really explore those things um, in as much depth as a video game did. Uh, because uh, you know, with a video game, you can theoretically have as long as a runtime as you want, as long as players are able to physically control the character, they have the option of you know finding those collectibles or just advancing into the main story. Um, so that that's sort of where where I stay on that but uh, you know like I said it's not something I'm, I'm gonna it's something I am I, I I will knock the show for moving forward because again it, it's it's very important outside of just the characters I think in general just for characters like even if it's simple as, as Joel and Ellie having a conversation about how the outbreak originally spread because you remember as they're walking yeah. to to Bill and Frank's hold up um he says to her well it you know it was it, it was started through do flower to spread a flower um, they come across obviously uh, a crashed airplane. They see bodies and so forth. Things like that are great. Um, as of what we've seen so far, they sort of like straight away from that. And I I hope that moving forward, which I I don't think is possible, just knowing what happens in the game, and obviously mm-hmm. definitely knowing what happens after uh, this week's episode, which is episode six, they're definitely not going to jump back because they like I said they have to continue the story forward. With the with the amount of episodes they they literally have left, uh, and that'd be three in total, uh, past yeah. six. So, um, yeah, sort of where where I stand on that. But, um, 
for context, I know Derek, you played part two. Mm-hmm. Chris, did you? I know you said you played. I played uh, part one, part and I've two. watched. I've watched the entirety of part one and two, so one, I know. Oh, I know what one, happens, one but I haven't. Okay. Um, combat action you were complaining about with, with one actually gets better in part two. I noticed that. I noticed that. It, it, it's, it, a it's a, a real smoother. feel issue for me because I played a lot of the online, believe it or not, of the first player. Okay. Um, and even getting off of that, like you, you, it's like you got to reset your mindset because it's a, it's an entirely, yeah. it's very different from other shooter games. Like the the yes. way everything is very deliberate right and and i like it It, it's different but for me i never had um and not that i didn't have interest it's just very hard for me to stay committed to it when all these other games are putting me in a different mindset entirely and it's a fucking hard game like what like what you say too like that there was uh there was multiple times where i was invested in trying to finish the first game and i just kept fucking dying because i wasn't getting better at the combat system uh because i would i would dabble with other other combat systems and, and that'll sort of fuck up my brain in the way that i have that muscle memory um yeah. but real quick something i want to touch on um uh of what you said matt um i agree with you um uh, but we're spoiled <laughs> because of the of the experience of watching the game like that i feel like that issue isn't more so of like y'all are doing a bad job i think it's more so like a forced perspective thing mm-hmm. because we're not you there's no way you could create that feel and i'm glad that they didn't try to because if they tried to make this a first-person game, like a first-person show, I don't think it would have worked at all. Um, so, mm-hmm. so sort of t- taking that step back and creating the world in a little bit of a different way, it, it, 100% is more surface level because you, you can't cram all those details in. But as an observer who isn't necessarily like tied to the, the religion of the game, I think it's better as a TV show because of the those decisions, um, but I agree. I agree with you 100. percent I think I'm. I hope that there's more feel elements like that moving forward in the episodes, so that you can get more of a feeling of what you were saying, uh, Derek, of like where you feel like you're back in the game versus watching mm-hmm. the show. Because um, mm-hmm. those finer details. I mean, there there was some episode four with the drawings on the top where they're looking for. Um, forgot who they were looking for exactly but um the the drawings in that area exactly the drawings in that area how those drawings are are concealing the the sunlight from outside from like the holes in the building and all this stuff Mm -hmm. um so looking forward to seeing how that how that continues i i just really hope once again you guys are making these these decisions to make a better show and ultimately i think they've been spot on with it i just hope that that like that was a big part of my issue with the walking dead too, because I, I, I loved it in the first three seasons, but I feel like after that, um, the stakes were no longer what they were. The, 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 the threat wasn't the same at all from what they made it in the earlier seasons. Mm -hmm. So like, it's almost like they heard the critique of like this, the characters aren't good and they tried to make it only about the humans (laughs) and the characters, Mm -hmm. Versus mm-hmm. keeping true to the threat that you set. Like, that's the biggest thing for yeah. me as far as world building that I think they're doing mm-hmm. spot on. Is like, you're making the stakes so high, keep them that way. And if you stray from it, immediately, it's going to make those moments feel wasted. 
and I I really don't want that because I've I've been loving every second of it. So uh, I'm gonna keep yeah. an eye on that as I watch the rest of the series. But um, I think I think they're doing a phenomenal job, man. Yeah, no, I sure. Yeah, um, so to tie back into the question, um, or sort of why I asked the question earlier, if you two had had played the game in full, was because um, season two is obviously confirmed. Um, I don't know if Chris knows my opinion of part two. Um, definitely not. I only, I'm ready. It was, I think, <laughs> there it <is>. Um, <sighs> so my, my question, so before I say it, my question was going to be, um, knowing what happens in part two, um, what changes and sort of with what you've seen from the first four episodes, what changes do you expect them to make? I know that's kind of a very open-ended question because you have what 30 hours worth of storytelling, but um, from the beginning section of the game, what changes do you think are, are going to be like necessary to have it, you know, to have it, have, to have it be a good transition into television um, was the question I was going to ask. My opinion was that The Last of Us Part 2 is one of the most poorly conceived stories in the past decade. That's my opinion of Part 2. Um, and there you go. But choose to respond. You have to listen to his whole rant on Boom Squad of the reason why The Last of Us Part 2 is a poorly conceived story. Yeah, I'm very interested. I, I do not agree. But I am a homer. I am a homer yeah. as well. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I, I, lo- I love Matt's hot takes. I, he has forced me to change, not change my perspective, but alter the way I, I view the parameters of my perspective. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So so I'm loving that. Um, but as far as answering the question, I hope that it isn't one for one because I think they can make three seasons on the first game. <laughs> so I hope it isn't one I for agree. one. Um, I don't, I don't know if that is determined or not. Is it like have they said season two is gonna be part two? They don't. They they didn't say what, but they said that part two can conceivably uh, be a, a, a more than one season. Yeah, the story is they that said, long. Yeah, yeah. Part they, one could be more than one season for sure. I'm hoping. I agree. They they said I, two. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say they said they. What was it? Um, Craig. Craig Mason said it would I it'd probably be two and three. Um so probably two would be Ellie's perspective, three would be Abby's perspective. Um the problem with that is how long are they gonna go with what Abby does? Cause if you're someone who hasn't played the game before, and obviously and let's not spoil it. Oh wait for anybody. Oh well yeah. sorry, but you'll know who Abby is moving forward. But yeah, yeah, I think sort of you know what I was alluding to. It's it's a it's going to be tough, like how they arrange that story, and that a lot of it has a play into why I think of part two as the way I I do. But in any case, personally, I think that you can actually make season two about Fedra and the Fireflies, because we that's a story that we've we've like they've touched upon like in the game. They didn't do a deep dive on at all <laughs> on either one of them, so I think honestly, season two could really just be about Fedra and the Fireflies, and then we can go into season three where you talk about part two. 
and then season four we talk about part two. However, you want to split it up. I thought I I think I think to be honest, season three could be the first half of part of of part two, and season four could be the second half of part two, because I it, the story is just that massive. Like there's so much that we have not even gone into, but my hope is that they only they cap this off at like season five. I agree. Because I don't want to. I don't want it to be too big that we're like making shit up for fun. <laughs> yeah, and you're going into the realm of The Walking Dead. You're then going into the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. I don't want that. <laughs> Keep it at season at five seasons or so, and maybe the third part three will be uh, uh, developed from what this the series uh, gives us. I mean, there's so much sure. that they can really do with this, but I want to see more of Fedra and the Fireflies. I want to see more of like how not only they started, but how they were recruiting people to mm-hmm. their their side and and how they developed and why they it. remain loyal. Like and all why... those things are key. Yeah, it's it's a lot that the story uh has yet to tell, but I'm looking forward to it. Season one has been phenomenal. Um. Uh, Chris, I cannot wait for you to catch up, bro. I think we when the when when we when they finish the first season, maybe we'll go back and then do a whole breakdown of, of all the episodes and and just get into it. But uh, how about we go ahead and give final thoughts on on the Last of Us uh, series? Damn, that's we're gonna be here all day, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say I'm sorry this became a, a suck in the teat competition here. It's very clear we're all loving this. I would love to see if any of you guys completely disagree, especially people that never watched, I mean, played or been a part of the video game at all. Just curious to see how it would be received because I try so hard to put myself in that mindset that mm. I, I enjoy the choices they make, but I don't know if other people who are unaware feel the same way. So would love to hear some feedback on that. As far as like final verdicts, I, I, this is going to be a hot take. Uh, once again, I think Matt's about to kill me for this, but I think this is one of the the best TV shows I've watched in a minute. And I think I think it really needs to. I think it really needs to um, stay true to what they have already been doing. And if they keep it going the way it has been, like I think. Th- there's no reason why this shouldn't be bigger than Walking Dead. Like I think, I think the story is already better than the I, the background, the lore on the infected. Everything is already so much better than than anything that that was in the Walking Dead, in my opinion. Um, so the same themes are always going to be there, and that that's the only thing that I think I hate as a fan and observer is that a lot of people are going to be turned off before even watching it because of the genre. Um, mm. But I think even like irrespective of the genre, they they're doing such a good job so far from what I'm seeing of of world building and making the clear distinction between the threat of the humans and the threat of the infected and like the the human emotion of that, of why these people are the way they are. Obviously, mm. it, it's very obvious. So. Like, I, I think it's very easy, especially as as an audience to like, be like, why would anyone be that fucked up? Like, it's kind of it's kind of hard to, yeah. to be uh, fully accepting of 
people just being the way they are after going through the series, um, which is why I was kind of nervous when I was seeing all the time jumps. I'm like, eh, I hope they don't keep doing that because that can take away from that a little. Um, mm -hmm. But I think just there's there's very few, if any, bad things I could say about it. I'm so glad that they're not overdoing the like action side of it. Like everything yes. is very bare bones. We're not doing 50 jump cuts in these fight scenes. Like this is not a action show at all. Um, it, it's really story driven um, and danger driven, which which I love because it's not yeah. just one danger. There's like four or five, to be honest, um, mm -hmm. different ways you experience danger in this world. So um, fucking phenomenal. I, I would say 10 out of 10. And honestly, it's very hard for me to feel that way about shows. So once yeah. again, we're sucking the teat, baby. Um, hey. but I, 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 I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in, and it takes a lot for me to be all yeah. in at this stage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Matt. Yeah, I think I, I can't give a rating only because, um, I haven't fully assessed this as a TV show. There are a lot of moments where I go, oh, I remember this from the game and I remember this from the game and this from the game. Um, I haven't really taken a step back and, and sort of looked at it as, let's assume I had never played the video game before, or let's assume this was never based off of a video game, or that I never knew, right? Would I still like this show the way it is without having that uh, that knowledge? Uh, the truth is, I, I don't know yet. So I think it, it might take probably until the show ends, and then I have an opportunity to rewatch in the full um but yeah i mean they're really following what chris was saying they're doing a, a fantastic job so far and um i don't know i mean I, I don't i don't imagine they're gonna um i don't know like uh shit the bed so to speak so you know i think they can only go up from here and um i'm looking forward to to what's coming in the and what the, the next three or so weeks yeah yeah no i agree with that actually um i was thinking about that point too like if i didn't know the story already would i be as excited i think um i think i i probably would wait till the end of the season as well to be able to say yes like the story is phenomenal like you know i'm hooked um like that but or at least to think about it on the level that i'm thinking about it on, uh, right now i think i think i would personally uh only be able to give that outlook um, towards the end of the season because I had that same perspective with House of the Dragon um, like I thought the show was phenomenal starting off but I didn't feel that uh, level of excitement to say that I think this could actually be better than Game of Thrones until I think around the midway point of the series of the season so maybe around episode 6 is when I was like okay I see where they're going with this like, I think I can feel this way. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to how this this season wraps up. Um, I think they're doing a great job with it. I'm gonna go ahead and rate it and say, I mean, we I know we do one out of five, but like Chris said, I'm I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Like the the show is just it's amazing. The story is phenomenal, very well well paced, and um. Um, it draws you in from the very first scene, so I'm 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 with it. I'm looking forward to what they do with this. Um, I was I did question how Bella 
Ramsey was gonna do in that in that um Ellie role when they casted her. But my God, she has been phenomenal. I mean, she she is is Ellie. She is Ellie. So I, I like there's no questions about it. There's no I, I think um I think I felt it like really felt it within the last three weeks of of her development. So I'm 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 happy, man. I'm really happy. I, I think the show is is great. I think they're gonna do a phenomenal job with it and I can't wait to see what happens. But uh I think that's about it for us. Let's go ahead and give social medias and get on up out of here. I'll I'll hop in there. You can catch me at Instagram at Chris Negrong underscore as well as on Twitter at Negrong MMA. I'm on the climb back up. Um <laughs> sitting at 463. You know, yes, we, sir. We, we're back up to that 75 range. Uh, yes, sir. Gotta, gotta keep pissing off the MAGA fans though. Who knows? I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind. We could we could we could get that number back down if it if it cleans the timeline a little bit. But yeah. um please follow me there. Definitely um Look, look forward to some stuff I have going on. Admittedly, I've been dealing with a lot of personal issues. Um, so looking forward to being able to fully grab the ball and keep it running with the MMA archive. But keep in mind, um, I'm going to be changing up some things and making some new and I'm breaking news, Derek, listen up, uh, making a new separate segment because I know I did a lot of the MMA archive stuff with current betting stuff i'm just gonna turn that into the sideline guys series where it's just the sideline guys mma and that's all i'm focusing on current current day and sort of um looking ahead versus okay. the mma archive being all about history uh so yeah, keep yeah, that yeah. in mind check that out i got a, a really dope interview coming up with a mma journalist named christopher funny enough um who just finished <laughs> a documentary on um the pfl the pfl championship event uh, which, yes. to make a long story short, is an organization that is tournament-based as their format versus matchmaking-based. So the the idea is, um, w- w- I really like what they the, their concept of what they what they offer. It's basically um, the the scoring system uh, revolves mm-hmm. entirely entirely on finishes. So um, you get three points for a decision, and then you get six, f- five, or four based on what round you finish them in. Um, so it really emphasizes action in that way. And then it all culminates at the end of the series. There's a playoff format where it's just a bracket. And then the, the final championship um, fights all take place on the same night for each division. So you're getting all of the, oh, wow. the top level competition from each division on the same night. And every fight is a million dollars. So whoever wins gets a million dollars. Um, so that, that night is just insane. Probably the, they, they call it the richest night in MMA, which a hundred percent is the truth. Um, yeah. so really excited <laughs> to cover his experience. All right. Because he was there covering the event as media and made a documentary of his access. So really cool story, awesome. really cool guy. Looking forward to, to, uh, dropping that interview for you guys. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that. Matt, what you got, bro? Yeah, so you can find me over on Instagram, Matt underscore T29. And uh, as always, thank you guys uh, so much for your support. And, uh, you know, we always, I always look forward to getting a chance to um, to do these episodes with you guys. It's always a great time, you know, so, and um, I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to be doing this with anybody else. So I appreciate y'all for always having so. me on and, 
you know, I just can't wait for us to keep uh, keep the grind up. Don't worry, we're gonna get them on Twitter soon, guys. I promise. Yeah, no, you won't. Facebook. We're gonna keep it there. <laughs> just leave the Facebook, actually. But um, I had a secret account this entire time, I'm spying on you guys. Uh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, no, I wasn't doing that. I ain't a creep. <laughs> um, don't stalk. Don't no cyber stalking allowed. Um, yeah, maybe one day though. We'll see. Yes, looking forward to it. Um, uh, also, um, make sure to check out We Can Be Heroes. Uh, Matt and John will be coming out with a new episode pretty soon, uh, covering uh, Ant Man, right? Yeah, sorry about that. If I freaking <laughs> I, I hit the mute, I hit the mute button on accident. Uh, yes, uh, we are going to be covering. And then me and my brother over on uh Week of the Heroes. Uh we actually put on recording tomorrow. Um awesome. Awesome. you know, so we're we're looking forward to it. Um definitely owe you guys uh, a big explanation as to why our hiatus um was as long as it was. Um a lot of shit went down. We'll just uh we'll leave it like that. Um and we'll try to reveal as much as we possibly can, of course. And um, you know, we're just looking forward to, to getting back into it. And of course, huge thank you to to Derek and, and company for, you know, always uh, reaching out to us, always there for for support. Um, you know, it's something that obviously me and my brother love doing. Um, just uh, as as you will possibly find out, um, you know, uh, shit went down, and um, you know, like I said, we're just we're just looking forward to to getting back into it, man. And you know, uh. It's just it's gonna be another great opportunity for us. So looking yes, forward to it. Yes, sir. And um you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K. But most importantly, you know, follow the brand OTS Media Co. All social media platforms, OTS Media on YouTube, and make sure to um to hit that like button, subscribe, that notification bell. Um again, you're gonna be able to find all the other shows on the OTS network on our YouTube channel, but also on every other pa- uh, platform that you listen to your podcast. So uh, thanks again for watching and or listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Roll credits.